Hey, welcome, folks. It's on to Waveland. We're back. Just like baseball, we are back. Actually, it's very much like baseball because it's it's like the start of spring training, so baseball's kind of back. And for us, uh, the podcast, in terms of regularity and consistency and predictability, we're, we're also kind of back. I think you'll find as we get closer to the regular season, the uh, regularity and predictability will uh, tick up considerably as we get our fastballs back. And uh, But for now, we wanted to come at you because it is the first week of spring training. Uh, I'm Brett Taylor, joined by Sahadev Sharma and Patrick Mooney. You know their fantastic stuff from The Athletic. And we are, uh, like I said, hitting you guys up because it's the first week of spring training. Patrick and Sahadev are out there. And we thought that you fine folks might like a little bit of the, uh, I don't know, maybe it's too much to tease to say, a little bit of inside dish. Uh, But it's always nice to hear directly from folks who are out there kind of picking up the vibe, kind of seeing what's going on. Maybe um, I find that when you talk about these things, it kind of gives a little, little flavor, a little color, a little context that you don't necessarily get in the writing, although... Uh, that is not a, a backwards insult to your guys' fine writing so far this spring. It's It's been lovely. And uh, so, yeah, that's me teeing it up. And uh, it's, what, if you want to you take the reins and kind of chat up? You, you you have some awesome <laughs> new shoes that you were showing off. I assume oh, yeah. that's pr- primarily what you want to get into. I'm always excited about a new pair of Jordans. So I'm, I'm, uh, I've gone a little Jordans crazy over the past What's, two years. So can, we don't need can to I talk ask about you, it too much. Well, like what? Okay, yeah, we don't. I, don't, I gotta ask a little bit though. Like, so as someone who has, has like shoes to me are very utilitarian. Like, I get shoes because they cover my feet. What, what what's so great about Jordans? It's a. It's totally. Uh, I grew up in an era where those like if you were on the basketball team, everyone wanted to get Jordans, and my dad was like you. <laughs> Ed, and he he wouldn't uh, you know he wouldn't buy me Jordan. I'm not going to buy my kids Jordans because they're growing every other day, and those shoes would be worthless in a week, right? So I understand it looking back, but now like about two years ago, I remember seeing an ad for Jordans, and I was like, man, I really want Jordans. Eh, too bad I can't get them. And then I'm like, wait, what's stopping me from getting Jordans? I can afford them, and I want to buy them. So it was it's just a total. Uh, it's a it's not the best way to spend my money but it's my guilty pleasure and and i have a few pairs and i will happily wear them occasionally and uh and that that's just basically it it's nothing it's nothing more than kind of fulfilling childhood fantasies that i had and and they they look good i've always liked certain pairs and to be able to buy them now 20 30 years later is kind of fun uh, 20 years later. What am I talking about? Definitely 30, 30, 35 years later. Uh, so, so yeah, that, that's the main reason I have Jordans. Uh, I, I'll also say that, listen, Brett, we, we, we didn't do the podcast that much during the off season. We were all building up to spring training. I'd say we're at 75%. Uh, my voice strength is getting there. Uh, we're, we're finding, we're, we're trying to find, uh, we'll eventually find our we'll rhythm. Go, we'll go <laughs> yeah. through the dead voice, dead voice period. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll slip in a couple weeks and not be as good as we sound now, but by opening day, this podcast is going to be full strength. We're going to get off to a hot start and we're going to dominate the competition. All right. We are That's also going coming. to be, 
we're also going to be stealing signs from other podcasts, <laughs> which will dramatically improve our performance. Although we'll later deny it. We'll later point out that we don't think there was much of an impact on our yeah. podcasting performance. Give the uh, worst apology <laughs> ever. Uh. This is quite the tribute to uh, Joe Madden with a completely random, senseless tangent that goes on and on and on. I was waiting for Sadiq to talk about, you know, playing hoops on the blacktops of Hazleton or maybe the CYO League with uh, St. Michael's versus uh, St. Patrick's or whatever uh, it was. But uh, I'm glad we've all gotten over our philosophical differences here and can focus on the task at hand in true Madden style. Man, there were just like, we just riffed, but there were just all kinds of little side slanting things in there. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. This is, we're not at 75%, man. We are ready. We are wow. ready to roll. We're ready to go. Uh, I mean, spring training is, uh, I would say that it's always uh, interesting in the sense that fans get pumped for it those first few days. Guys showing up and reporting. It's an exciting time. I, I know uh, people that take the pictures and send them out on Twitter. Uh, you know, fans get all riled up about that stuff. Uh, you see uh, Nico Horner flexing a little, and, and people are like, ooh, someone's in the best shape of their life. Uh, I even asked Rowan Wick today about about being in looking like he's in really good shape. He looks lean. He looks like he, he looks like he's ready to really take a hold of that setup role. And and he's just like, yeah, this happens every spring, man. <laughs> I just lose weight during the off season. And he's like, I'll probably put it back on over the course of the season. I was like, oh, okay, that was honest. <laughs> uh, so I mean, for me, my biggest observation, whatever it is, however many days I've been here, I, I've lost track of that already. I think it's we're recording on a Thursday, but I could be wrong. Uh, it's it's just David Ross seems like a manager. I, I it doesn't seem weird to me. It doesn't seem uncomfortable. It seems like he fits really well. And we haven't seen him in-game action. That's going to be the real test. He's always been a natural with the media. But he seems like a manager to me. He comes across as it. He's not in any way uncomfortable up there. Uh, it sounds like he's getting messages across to the players already that he wants to. And I, he does, uh, you know, we, we wonder about, like, how – how Theo Epstein is going to be viewed as far as this uh, choice with manager. Uh, was he just dead set on this guy based on years ago, like seeing something? I, I don't know. But right now it, it just feels to me like he, he feels like a manager already. Like this is, this was a good choice. I could look like a fool in six months when it turns out that every lever he pulls is the wrong one. But just the general vibe I get is like, yeah, hey, that guy's a manager. Totally. It's, there's no uncomfortableness. There's no like, hey, what is this guy doing? He doesn't know how to talk to the media. He doesn't know how to handle players. Uh, it's a early, early results. Way too early results are David Ross is pretty natural. I would say there were kind of two, I don't know if competing feelings are the right way to put it, but looking at Theo Epstein, I'm not sure if it totally came across on kind of the, some of the Twitter clips or the quotes, but just how subdued he was during the welcome to camp press conference. Like I, these are supposed to be upbeat things and I could, it could not have been more dour. Um, and I thought maybe it was just me, but I was talking about it with Paul Sullivan of the Chicago Tribune has been going through these things since like the early nineties. 
and he agreed that was the most like uh depressing is probably too strong a word but it was just like theo getting the same questions uh over and over again that he basically answered uh in january at cups convention this is clearly not the offseason he wanted but here we are and there is still this very odd kind of open-ended uh chris bryant nolan arenado uh discussions that we still as of thursday have not heard a hard no uh, i thought you know weeks or months ago someone uh would have told us like all right this is crazy stop looking into it and we are not <laughs> at that point yet and it's the middle of february and that is crazy and chris bryant has boxes uh, at his locker, unopened boxes that had been shipped there. I'm assuming we've been told he's going to be here later this week, and in all likelihood, he will be a Cub on opening day. But the fact that that is still kind of a question mark is crazy. It's made it very um, challenging, uh, as it, like when Sahadev mentioned, you know, usually beginning of spring training, you get just it's you get jacked up you know baseball's back hope springs eternal and it's just a very fun unserious time um and this probably relates to to your comment patrick about the press conference that everything right now just has this uh, uh i don't know sheen of a, a, a cloud of uncertainty and disappointment that hasn't yet come to fruition it's like Everyone feels like the disappointment is coming. And so that's the only thing we are looking ahead to instead of looking ahead to like, no, no, this is the team. It's very talented. We should be excited about this position battle and then these young guys and this. Um, I just haven't found it um, plausible to click over into that mode. Primarily, I think for me personally, it, it really is the Chris Bryant stuff. It's like I, I feel like I'm in limbo being like because he's such a critical part of this team and 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 him being traded would be such a critical statement about what this season is going to be that i have just found it very difficult to really settle into that early spring training mode i mean the front office hasn't switched over either though you know what i mean it's like yeah they're still you know i think theo said it himself you know that off-season narrative will stay upstairs you know he didn't mean like they're closing the door uh, on anything yet and it, it it's i mean it's hanging over the media too I, I feel like every conversation that patrick and i have when we discuss what we're writing comes back to that it, it'll eventually come back to that where it's it's hanging over everyone's head it, it's it, it's <laughs> we're talking not, about it right now <laughs> yeah it's it's not going to it, it's not going to go away until he's traded because even if the season starts it's not going away we've, we've talked it's it, you know it, it'll die down because it's april and may but once june comes around if the cubs oh, are yeah. out of it the cubs are struggling the second it's just like it's going to be 10 times worse 10 times uh more of a big deal than uh lame duck joe madden we we talked yeah. about it coming into last season that that was going to be a topic all season long joe did a good job of diffusing that uh, in the sense that he just kind of uh, went along with it and 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 was happy-go-lucky Joe Madden. It, it's just going to be hard for that to go away uh, until it, it happens, until there's a trade. Uh, and sometimes there are 
day to day, different day you ask me, I'll, I'll say it feels inevitable or or it's it's yeah, you know, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, it, it, the mood changes. You hear something, uh, you try and track it down and you have no clue if it's real or not. But but there's there's constantly the, the vibe constantly changes there as well. Well, I, I mean, I know we could go on about this, and I, I don't even know that our listeners would be particularly annoyed because they are, I'm sure, feeling the same thing. But I do want to make sure before we uh, would finish this uh, inaugural season podcast uh, at the outset of spring training, let's set aside the Chris Bryant stuff. I want to get your guys' take on something, a, a storyline, a position group, a individual player, just something that you're like, yeah, that's one thing that I am kind of really digging being able to follow this spring. Uh, for me, there's a, there's a bunch of them, but I, I'll, I'll focus on I'll, I'll say two quick ones that that I'm always interested in. Schwarber is for years now since that 2016 World Series. I've been waiting for that second half Schwarber, this 2019 second half Schwarber to be a thing, to be real and that we got a taste of it. I I'm really, I, I really want to see if he can carry that over. Uh, the the whole Wilson Contreras, uh, where he is with his framing, uh, if that uptick at the end of the year, I'm curious about that. And then finally, I think the for me, what I'm going to be following the most is center field. El Mora spoke today with us, and he uh, he admitted that mentally he was in a bad place by the end of last year. Uh, he, he says you're going to notice this change in his swing. Uh, I'm sure there's uh, plenty of eye rolls from fans when they hear that. Uh, but but that, you know, it, it's something that happens every spring training with various players. But uh, beyond Elmora, Ian Happ, I think, has a good chance to take control of that job. Be the everyday center fielder. He's a switch hitter with power, can take walks. If that last, whatever it was, 50 games, I believe it was, uh, is is even if he can come close to that if he can come close to that that's and play average defense in center field that's a borderline all-star player that it just is it's a really really good player uh i i'm curious i'm really interested i think he's going completely he's almost ignored uh, for the most part uh and and i think if if what we saw at the end there is even close to real that that completely changes the dynamic of what this team is I think for me, it's one thing we're going to have to monitor is whether or not Javier Baez gets a monster contract extension here uh, in spring training, which I don't think is something uh, that can be ruled out. And then I think the other uh, track would be, uh, you know, we showed up in Arizona and got uh, Joe Madden really just kind of two kind of if not offhanded comments it, it wasn't the headline in espn but we certainly got a lot of play out of it and i think we are going to continue to hear these kind of smaller details or pieces of the puzzle of kind of you know where there were were these breakdowns and communications and where the cubs were off i mean i think sadev asked almora today about where he was mentally at the end of last year and he just said i wasn't there that i was not doing what i needed to do to uh prepare to play that day which is kind of a you know he said it matter of factly and was you know polite throughout his interview but it's a pretty like you know explosive statement and i think we're going to hear all these kind of little things like that that even though i think we we know the 
very broad outlines of the you know kind of creative tension and the friction between you know Joe Madden and the front office and a clubhouse that has at times been complacent I think at times kind of annoyed by some of these um, accusations uh, against them and I think this time in Arizona is going to be kind of a a deeper look at um, some of the dysfunction some of the philosophical differences and some of what is we're all grown-ups here this creative tension that they're you know you know powerful millionaires are going to butt heads in a high pressure environment and um i think we will in hindsight get a fuller look at you know what was really going on since the 2016 world series yeah, I mean, we deal with it, too, here on the podcast. You know, great, powerful people like us. We, <laughs> we butt heads, and um, I think that's all great stuff. And I I think that, um, you know, the, the obvious always <laughs> storyline for spring training is health, particularly of your arms. You know, are they, is everybody going to be fine and healthy? I think that we have become more attuned over the years to um, – how guys get set back in spring training and the impact that it has not only on their own performance early in the season, but in a manager's ability to know what he has. And with a bullpen in particular, that's going to be a bit of a, um, an opportunity for sure to find guys, find guys that are going to surprise that have taken to the pitch lab, have taken to the tweaks, whatever uh, has been worked on, but it's going to be very challenging, particularly for a rookie manager, to try to sort that out, thinking of the future while also trying to win games today with a group where um, there, there are so many guys. I mean, so many. It's absurd. Where if, if something clicks, it's like, oh, that's a dude for this year and maybe a dude for next year, too. And I think that um, that is a story, particularly this spring, that I think we're going to start to, you know, because we're talking about 20 guys almost. I think that's going to get winnowed down in terms of the focus and attention. And um, we're going to start to get a sense of who the Cubs are thinking or, you know, have the potential to be those surprising breakout guys. And um, I just I look forward to following that over the next month and a half, maybe maybe above and beyond almost any other conversation because of its potential to impact not only this season, but uh, years ahead, if you can. Uh, really develop a specialty skill as an organization in, in, you know, transforming these guys. So that's, that's some decent stuff, decent stuff for us to be tracking this spring. It isn't all going to be about uh, the daily questioning about, um, you know, uh, if, if what shit, you're gonna have to cut this part, Adam. <laughs> I was, I mean, maybe you don't cause it'll be fine. I was trying to think of like, how to describe people dissecting every step Chris Bryant takes and every yeah. every phone call the this front office <laughs> steps aside to take. You can leave this. You know what? Just leave it in, Adam. It's fine. I mean, I I, I, I cursed, but we're allowed to curse. Well, um, I, I will say that that we we are definitely watching every step that Jed and Theo is Jed or Jed and Theo missing. Are they not here right now? <laughs> Shouldn't they be here? Uh oh, are they on the phone right now? What is that phone call about? <laughs> so uh, it's definitely already happening with us. 
<laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that sake. Theo, as of Thursday at 4.50 or so when I was leaving the complex, I'm pretty sure I saw Theo playing soccer with a group of front office people. Um, so I think <laughs> it did not appear to be on the verge of some um, blockbuster <laughs> trade. So he's, uh, and reading he's not some even... body language today, uh, talking to some people, I did not seem like they were on edge, but we'll see uh, how the Rockies ownership group uh, handles these last couple of days here before their uh, moment of decision. Well, that's the thing I should, I mean, not to, I'll, I'll close this down, but it is, it does feel like, you know, we're evaluating the stuff from the outside, but it certainly does feel like a situation where even if the Cubs were like, yo, we would we'd totally do a deal for Arenado. They're in the position right now to be the team to be playing soccer, you know, and, and letting the Rockies figure out how the hell they're going to deal with this when he shows up on Sunday and if they want to deal with that. So, um, you know, that might be what we're seeing. It's just lines of communication are still open, but the Cubs are sort of like, hey, we got our date for the dance and we're happy. So if you want to come at us, uh, go for it. If not, we'll just we'll hang with uh, we'll hang with Chris Bryant. So we'll see. You know, by the time this podcast goes up and people listen, there'll be a flurry of new rumors that will uh, <laughs> incense and titillate. And uh, then we will be back to perhaps deconstruct those next week. Um, our goal, uh, I think, for spring training is, is maybe an episode a week. And as we get closer to opening day, that's when we'll ramp up to the regular season schedule, uh, which will be a couple pods a week. You folks can always be listening ad-free on the Athletic app, but you can also access us, uh, you know, Apple, Spotify, all the other places that you get your podcast. You can listen there as well. And uh, we thank you. Good, uh, you know, it's good to get through the off season because it was a little bit painful from our perspective. But <laughs> nice, nice to be back on it, and we'll be back at you guys soon. So thanks. I'm, uh, oh yeah, I'm Brett Taylor, side of Sharma, Patrick Mooney. Dig their stuff at uh, the Athletic. Get some of my stuff at Bleacher Nation, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah.